Will the Vancouver Canucks ever win the Stanley Cup? So, I live in British Columbia, Canada, and I've followed hockey for most of my life. And, well, I was born in 1989, so I witnessed two very close Stanley Cup finals. Uh, 1994, I was very young only five years old so I didn't really understand it probably too much or I didn't really care that much uh, I wasn't really into hockey maybe as extensively at that age but I still followed like Trevor Linden because of his first name and then you had uh, 2011 another Stanley Cup final and everyone was probably watching that in our hometown but two missed opportunities and you've got you know all these years where we've never won a stanley cup and anyone who has a sports team who has never won a championship they get pretty angry and frustrated and a lot of people just decide hey i'm not going to pay attention anymore but the question is is will vancouver ever win a stanley cup in the national hockey league and i mean i would say maybe down the road unless this team ends up just disappearing or getting kicked out or some sort of variables happen. It could be possible, but um, in my lifetime, I, I'm not sure. I mean, what, 60 more years? 60, 70 more years? Could they do it? I'm going to look at some variables that sort of play against a Canadian team in any major franchise. Now, when you look at the Toronto Raptors, they won an NBA championship recently. And it sort of kind of goes against all the different variables that I, I would assume affect a sports team in Canada. But nonetheless, these variables do have an effect. Number one is you do have Canadian taxes versus USA taxes. A lot of the states in the USA have lower taxes for uh, salaries so when a player is deciding where to play there is a benefit to playing in certain states versus certain provinces not a big thing but it's just enough that someone might say i'm not going to go there but i will go there so it's just something to consider uh, because if you could make like an extra, what, 200000 a year playing in another place because of a tax situation, wouldn't you maybe consider that? I, I think when it comes to the bottom line and the money, players have to think about their families first, so that plays into it. Because um, if you're losing a bunch from your salary, that's an automatic, Ugh, do I want to do that? So players will go where there are less taxes. And anyone that says otherwise doesn't really understand money and the benefits. And to compound this, a lot of places in the U.S. don't really have an obsession with hockey like Canada does. So you go to a market like, I don't know, Tampa Bay where the Lightning are, there's not as much pressure because they already have football down there they've got baseball like they they they're in other sports 
and those sports actually dominate much more so than an NHL. So you can kind of go under the radar and fans aren't coming up to you and saying, hey, why didn't you do this and that on the streets? So it's like a much easier, softer market for players to play. So it's just more relaxed and the weather is obviously nicer. So there's that intrigue as well. Like, wouldn't you rather be playing next to a beach (laughs) versus in Canada where the winters are cold? So something to consider, but that's sort of what we run into. And hey, Canadian team hasn't won the Stanley Cup since, what, 1990? It's been a while, so I don't know off the top of my head. Um, Is there referee bias? Is the NHL secretly saying, hey, be tougher on the Canadian teams? Now, that's kind of a conspiracy theory. You're not going to find out for tr- in, in reality, like, is there really any truth to that? I mean, recently, a referee was fired because they said on the mic, oh, I so wanted to give that person a penalty. So there's an indication that there is actually, in fact, referee bias. And that sort of was just pushed under the rug, like no big deal. But you you know that the bias is there. Because why else would the referee say, I was going to get a penalty for that? He's going to call that penalty. Why is it there? I mean, these referees clearly have bias. I don't know if that can, plays in the Canadian market, but... The NHL wants to push success in the U.S. They want to push that. They want to push winning in the U.S. They make way more money when a U.S. team is winning. So something to think about. The ownership and everything down there, Like they, there's more at stake. Versus Canada, not so much. And speaking of you know ownership, uh, there's likely a, a bigger budget in Canada. Look, Canada as a like a market as a whole, it's one tenth the size in population versus the U.S. In terms of the economy, it's just a smaller type of economic situation. There are few billionaires in Canada in comparison to the U.S. Just look at New York alone, and you can see how many billionaires there are. In Canada, not so much. So Canadian billionaires don't have maybe as much flexibility as like a U.S. billionaire. Like for instance, if Bill Gates had a hockey team, he wouldn't really care so much about costs for management, costs for staff, costs for anything really. Like it would be no big deal. Like here you go, spend whatever, get the best people possible. But in Canada... There has to be a bit of a budget. You can't just go out and spend $4 million on a general manager. It is not economically feasible here. Because typically these owners have other investments, and it's too risky to be spending a bunch of money in some cases. Yes, they are billionaires, but they're not the kind of super billionaires that a lot of the... um, billionaires are in the states i mean it's just it's just little factors like that which makes it a little bit more challenging 
and at the end of the day, you might not sign a player contract just because of certain restrictions. As a result, are the best managers attracted to the Canadian markets? Well, there's more pressure here. So a manager might say, hey, I'd rather be working down in Tampa Bay where the weather's nice and outside of the rink, I don't have to worry about feeling cold or whatever. So you're, you're going to get just better management down there. Also, places like New York attract interesting managers and is typically less. Um, there's less pressure. Even New York doesn't have the kind of pressure that a Canadian market has, which is crazy. But, you know, New York, the New York Rangers, it's like one of the most popular teams in the U.S. It still doesn't really compare to the kind of pressure that you would get in Canada. Yeah, it's out there, but uh, if that's the kind of pressure they have to deal with, it's very minimal. So this all ties up to the variables for the Vancouver Canucks. And the only way that Vancouver can ever win the cup is if they sort of have all the stars aligning for them. Just like the previous two times where the finals, where they kind of reached the finals, they had a kind of a complete team. And it goes back to drafting great players, um, making smart trades. This is all the, the fundamentals, really. And building a, like a core group of players and then having four lines. Yeah, having four top quality lines to properly compete so that you're not worried every time the fourth line goes out. Like, that's critical. And I think it'll take time. And also, and nobody really wants to talk about it, the Canucks have to tank for several years. And then they have to have proper drafting so that they're actually getting a few number one overall picks in the draft. So that means top elite type players. And when's the last time you said, oh wow, that's like an elite player? Um, it's, I don't know, like maybe Pavel Bure's had that excitement, but have we really reached that yet? So far, I, the Sedins, like those are clearly some intriguing and dynamic players and they, they reached the finals. So that's what you sort of need is like a really top notch type of set of players like that. And not just one, but several. Because you look at like Edmonton Oilers, they're sort of turning around. They've got McDavid and Dreisaitl. And if you look at that team, I mean, that, that duo alone is destroying the NHL because they're so talented. But uh, they're still kind of weak all around. But they've... They've still they've got some quality drafts. Like they've had several number one picks, and they finally put it all together. Where 
they could compete. They might be like a couple more years away, but they now have that. And they also have good management, so they've done the right steps. But are they still good enough to compete with the U.S.? I don't see that. Um, so these are all like variables. And I think it's going to take several years to put this all together. I'm optimistic, I guess, at the end of the day. I think they could possibly win. If, if they've made it to the finals twice, it means it's possible. But there's a very short window. Once you have your top-notch players coming in, the window is really... It's, it's thin, you know? Players start to decline. Once they hit 30, it's like their their production does drop so the sense of urgency here i don't think is really existent not to the degree that it used to be i think there's more just like frustration and like whatever it's not as it's not as big of a deal but I, I think there should be some urgency. I think somebody should say, hey, rebuild, we're doing rebuild, and then they're taking the steps to rebuild. And they're having somebody who, who's on management who understands how to rebuild a team. That would be important. Well, I think that's it. That's all I have to say about that. Okay, until next time, bye.